Welcome to the Fearless Warrior Podcast. This is a place where warriors are shaped. I'm your host, Danny Temras, and it is my personal mission to help you awaken your warrior spirit. Fearless Warrior isn't the one who has no fear. It is a warrior who stays with the fight no matter the struggle, fear, or circumstances. The real warriors have the discipline, grit, and tenacity to chase their dreams and stay on their path. Are you one of them? Tune in and learn from the warriors of today and start carving out the warrior within. What has music to teach us about life? And why is playing music so beneficial, not only for kids, but also for adults? These are just some of the questions we dive into with my guest for today's show, Karolina Tomaszewska. Karolina is a world-class pianist and music teacher who's risen to the top of the world's most talented musicians. As a prize winner of the international piano competition, American Protégé, Karolina had her debut in the Carnegie Wall Hall in New York in 2015 and has performed at numerous musical festivals and international competitions around the world. To this day, Carolina continues to advance her musical talent while sharing her gift of music with her students. In today's conversation, we talk about the gift of music to humanity, what music has to teach us, and how we can better manage and experience our emotions through music. Of course, there's so much more we dive into in this conversation with Carolina. And the best part? You'll even get to experience the gift of Carolina's music, so don't go anywhere. Now, without further ado, Please enjoy my conversation with Karolina Tomaszewska. Karolina, welcome to the Feel Us Warrior podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Daniela, for inviting me. It's a great honor. The pleasure is all mine. You have such an impressive background. You've done so many amazing things that I want to hear from you. Probably not everybody uh, that listens to the Feel Us Warrior podcast tunes in and listens to uh, the top musicians in the classical music world. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? So I am a classical pianist coming from Poland. And my journey with the piano playing started when I was seven years old. And since then, music has become my lifestyle. I was able to win 11 piano competitions and keep going no matter what happened. Creating music on stage is a unique experience as is the sharing with my students the powerful lessons that music can teach about life. I love that. Music is a way of teaching you about life. So what have you learned uh, through music about life? To answer this question fully, we would need much more time. But the first thing, I would say there are no shortcuts. When you play, you experience the consequences of your actions really quickly. If you go with a quick hit solution on the next day, you see that it doesn't work and you need really to solve the problem. What I also learned is there is much more of you that you think and that you know about yourself now. I never knew that I can learn so quickly, experience so powerful emotions and keep going in one direction for so long. Another musical life lesson is you choose how you respond to a situation. 
as I choose how I want to play a certain note phrase. In the same way, I can choose how I want to respond to the situations in my life. I need to train my mind and hands to do what I want on the keyboard. And the same is in life. Music teaches you also how important the clarity is. Achieving your goal starts with clear vision in your mind. Before I play something, I need to have a clear musical picture of what I want. If I don't do this, I will play with, so to speak, default setting. If I am not conscious of what I believe in, how I precisely want my reality to look like, I cannot create it and I will live just unconsciously. And the last thing is the music teaches you how to be in the now. Music is just in the present moment. You learn that this moment is actually inevitable and you can create the next moment. The present is what you can just experience. So when I play the piano, I need to experience the now. So listen, feel the keys. And basing on this information, pre-feel what I want to create next. If I focus just on the future without experiencing the now, I might make not the best decisions in a specific hall and just play automatically from the muscle memory. And if I focus just on experiencing the moment, the music will have, as musicians are saying, no direction. There will be no flow and no energy structure in the music. The same is in life. Wow, wow, you unpacked so many already. So I want to pause and, and double click on some of these. Uh, so at the start, you said that music has helped you learn so much more about yourself. So can you can you unpack that and tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, music teaches you discipline, teaches you how to cope with stressful situations and how to control your emotions and also how to experience different emotions. Also the emotions that you haven't experienced yet in your life. What I learned also is that music is just a sparkle to fire the emotions in you. Let me explain this. When you listen to music, you feel different emotions, feelings. Everything is happening within you. The musician and the produced music are just the spark to light these emotions. When you listen to music, you can experience tremendous joy, soft sadness, triumph, blissfulness, even sometimes within three minutes. And when you listen to master musicians, you can experience the eighth, the sense of sublime. To put it in a different way, it's the moment when you say, wow, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and everything is created within, is created in yourself. And knowing that these emotions are created within, then you can ask a question, why not to take charge of it and create your own emotional states? Why give the control panel of how you feel to the situations? knowing that actually you are capable of experiencing so powerful emotions and that they can be a fuel to create life you want. 
Totally. Yeah. It's like we, we know that and in order to take charge of our lives, we first need to know how to control our thoughts and our emotions, right? So you mentioned stress there. So let's imagine there's a lot of stress happening in your life. How how do you personally cope with that to help you stay focused, to produce the best music you can, no matter what's what's happening in the current moment? Firstly, for me, the most important is gaining clarity. Mm-hmm. Recalling what my goal is. Because when I know what is my goal, then I can choose the right tools to get there where I want. What is also really important is the consistency, not just in the actions, but in the way I think. This is also something to be to be practiced. So when the stressful situation comes, I am already prepared to quickly move on on the target. There are also well-known exercises as breathing, meditation, which can help in those situations. Playing the music learns you also to not get floated with the music. When, when I play at the concert, I experience the same emotions as the listeners are. However, I cannot let myself to experience so many of them because then I will lose the control of what's happening on the keyboard. So music teaches you how to have hot heart and cold head. (laughs) I like the metaphor. (laughs) For somebody who's not a professional musician and and they're listening to you and think, wow, like this is amazing. Like all of this can be taught through music. Well, how would you relate that to somebody who's maybe not exactly in your shoes? Maybe they are practicing music. Maybe they played, you know, when they were kids, maybe stopped for a while and now Perhaps they are thinking about going back or playing with their band, uh, still like kind of pursuing their childhood dreams, which is also one of mine, playing in a, in a rock mm-hmm. band and, <laughs> and then, you know, being the front singer anyway. So what would you say to somebody who's, who's not actively playing music every day, but, you know, they still want to experience exactly what you described earlier or the benefits that music can give you? Firstly, I would start simply with listening to music and being aware what you feel in this moment. Music is bringing you also to the present because as I said, you it is just in the present. It teaches you also to not skip any moment when there is a harsh chord or a bit dissonant interval, you cannot skip this. You just need to listen to this. So I would start with experiencing those emotions. Some of them we are actually not experiencing during our daily life as triumph or ecstasy. Of course, sometimes yes, but it is not on the daily basis. So firstly, discovering how powerful you are. The next step would be also producing your own music, getting in touch with this natural way of expressing yourself. Music is a language that everyone can understand. No matter which language you speak, you can still understand the message of music, feel it. So with music, you can express things, the truths, emotions, which you cannot express with words. You don't need any composition. You can just improvise, play some notes and really feel the structure of tone, feel the vibration of sound. 
and see what you feel, what you want to say with this. If someone wants to really go to the journey of learning the musical instrument, uh, this is first great, this is an amazing journey. And what it teaches you also is to change your thinking, to break your mental blocks. I am also a teacher and I am teaching also beginner adult students. And I really love challenging their thinking and showing them that when they have clarity and when they remove the mental blocks, which sounds sometimes, mm, it's too difficult, or I cannot do this now, I need to practice for so long time. Actually, when they have the clarity and when they get out of their own way, they can achieve the results sometimes within two repetitions. I believe that by gaining these skills during the lessons, they can use them in different situations in their life. This is mental training. Absolutely. I can definitely resonate with that. Yes, because we hear our inner voice, right, all the time and the excuses that it brings us or it's trying to keep us safe, not to expose us to something new. Or... So yes, I, I definitely see, see the peril there. So you mentioned that you're working with adults, like beginner adults. Now, it might be easier to teach children because they may not have as many of these mental blocks that you were referring to versus as we get older, we tend to come with more and more excuses, reasons why we cannot do that. I believe that it's so critical to have the right teacher. I do remember, this is not exactly in regards to music, but in regards to dance. When my husband and I were preparing for our wedding, we hired a dance choreographer. We weren't really that proficient in lots of different dance styles, but she was extremely patient and also very talented dancer herself. And because she was so patient, that's, you know, also how we were able to, to learn to progress without getting resentful or whatnot, right? And I think that is a critical quality. So, and it's something I'm sensing from you. That's something that you're trying to embed in your teaching to, you know, walk with the students kind of next to them. Exactly. Because for me, it's really important that my students learn not just how to play the piano, how to put the figures properly, but to experience also the profound lessons that music can teach, even if they are just the beginners. I always acknowledge also their steps. So when something is going well, they make progress. I, I am showing them and saying them how, how it is. I think that many adults are not acknowledging their progress. They are not seeing the small steps on their way. So I want to make for them a habit of it. I really love seeing the adults who discover their creativity and relaxation while playing. Many of them are saying that this is, that practicing the piano is a great time just to be with themselves in the present moment without thoughts about their daily life. And after practicing, they are recharged to face their life challenges. I remind myself of the times when I was actually learning to play on the piano myself. And in my case, even though I had a wonderful teacher who was very talented, she was patient, but to me, it was all about the notes because you need to get it right. If you don't follow exactly the composition, then uh, you hear it right away. Exactly. But when you are playing really easy pieces, you can already express what you want. I have the beginners who play 
two months. Yeah, so it's really beginning. They are learning the notes and how to put their hands. But even they are playing really basic music, we have the stage when they are trying to focus just on their emotions, what they want to say. Of course, when the music is easy, we will not experience super profound emotions, but is the joy not a profound emotion? It is as well, right? So I love really when I listen to them and even it is just a few notes and I can feel through Zoom, Skype, their emotions, their joy. It's the greatest pleasure for me. It's so wonderful. And I can hear it in your voice. It's true. This is a whole different way of teaching. Perhaps even if there are parents thinking about either putting their kid through music lessons or their kid might be struggling with their um, music uh, lessons right now. This is probably something to think about, right? Like, don't just make it about the notes, but, you know, go deeper. Exactly. I am teaching also kids. And what was actually missing in my education was asking me the questions, how mm -hmm. I want to this to sound. It was almost always you need to play like this and like this. Mm -hmm. And what I am doing with my kids, I ask them, which story can we imagine in this place? Uh, what do you feel here? Uh, what can we paint? So we sometimes just stop playing and we paint something to have the image in the head. And then when they start to play, they are not thinking about the dynamic so to play silently or to play with a big sound they have an image mm -hmm. so they are playing with their emotions and you can hear this and i learned from my kids so much for instance once i asked my student what do you imagine here it was really joyful music or which story we can say here and he said you know what yesterday i woke up and i was really happy <laughs> so these kids' stories are just just amazing, being happy from so simple things. That's beautiful. So uh, do, they, do they compose their own songs or do you, let's say, play them the song first so they can, you know, listen and then think about what story they want to tell and then maybe play it? Like, how do you go about that? Uh, so I have two different approaches. First, we are learning the pieces from other composers. Uh, but they are saying the stories that they want to tell with these notes. And another exercise which we are doing is having the story and they are just improvising on the piano. Sometimes we are doing this also for hands. So I am playing the accompaniment and they are playing the, the melody. Nice. Nice. That makes sense. Yeah. So from what I'm hearing, basically music is a, such a great way for anybody to reconnect with their emotions, to kind of access even like a, a, almost a different part of you that we may not always step into, which is kind of your your inner self or just like it takes a moment for you to actually <laughs> pause and think or just um, allow yourself not to not to rush in anywhere, which I think is probably kind of the biggest benefit for adults, right, who are seeking help through music or who are seeking kind of this peace through music and then find it in there because you are there in the present moment, right? And you're accessing a different part of you that you may not be throughout the rest of the day, which I think is so powerful and is missing so much. So in, in another way, music is like meditation with, you know, the additional component of adding creativity and letting your emotions kind of guide you to create something new. In making music, all elements of human being are involved. 
like your mind, because you, you need to think logically what to do, your creativity as well, your body, your soul, everything is in it, and it's aligned to produce the most powerful and meaningful thing. Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, like, let's say if we approached uh, teaching music in this way, especially both kids and adults, like we could actually make this world better, right? Because you are, you're centering yourself, you're putting yourself in a different place, state, you're creating something new. And I think when you come from that place, then you show up so much more differently or like almost like as a better human being because you you're calm or you may be happy you know from you know the music that you just created it's it's a very different feeling exactly it's really powerful tool to actually understand life and take these lessons which you learn by playing the instrument into your daily life situations when you progress in playing the piano and when it becomes more advanced you learn also how to control your emotions and how to stay in the present moment even if for instance during the concert you make mistake right so to really quickly move on and even not to name it as a mistake right because mm -hmm. if i name it as a mistake there will be a slight tension in my muscles and then i may produce the next mistake mistake it is just a name it is this is the meaning which we gave to the sound it's still the sound so when I am not naming this as a mistake, it's still just a music. Oh, I love this. You know, and this is where we can talk about judgment, right? And our inner critic, because, and I think, I guess I judge myself as a young player. And then like afterwards, many, many times more, you know, um, about making mistakes, right? So um, yeah. this is a very different way of teaching, right? And you can apply uh, this method of teaching to, to anything, right? If you can remove the judgment and then, you know, approach this as learning or in music, you're still creating music, you're still creating sound, right? It's just a different sound. Maybe it doesn't fit exactly in here, but you'll learn over time. Uh, it helps the student progress so much more quickly. Exactly. And why make, making music is actually not about you. It's creating something bigger, right? So actually, when we speak about this now, I just recalled a quote from Kobe Bryant when he was saying... Get over yourself. When you are embarrassed, okay, it's just not about you. And I think this lesson could be teached as well while playing the piano, getting over yourself and creating something which is much bigger than your small judgments and your embarrassment. Yeah, you are creating art, but and also you're creating a different state of being and uh... And that to me, you know, that's the magic. I personally, I love music. I love singing. So I've been mostly singing recently, even though the one instrument I have enjoyed the most that, that I've ever played has been the drums. Part of it, why I have enjoyed it more than the other instruments I played is A, a the notes are simple. <laughs> but like, even though you have to coordinate with so much more, right? You have the hands and mm -hmm. legs and to pay attention to different rhythms and uh, it's definitely like making art, right? And like you're engaging mm -hmm. your mind, your body and in different ways. This shows us that even like taking a few minutes to practice a little bit of music or singing or, you know, doing something simple, right? Can totally make such a huge difference, especially in this world when we're constantly rushing and stressing and we're worried about productivity and making results where all what we need is to pause and to take a step back and, to regain the strength that we need to carry on with what we're doing in our lives or what we're pursuing. 
Exactly, and the music teaches you this control. And what is really interesting, the hobby of the greatest minds, the greatest people like Albert Einstein, Steve Jobs, was actually playing the instrument. And it's becoming also popular now. And there is, of course, the reason why the greatest minds choose their hobbies really consciously to have the greatest benefits for their different life goals. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Do you know more about uh, Albert Einstein or Steve Jobs, what instrument they picked? Albert Einstein picked violin, and he spoke that the best ideas were coming when he was playing the violin. I can understand this because when you are playing, you are in the zone, all thoughts are just focused on what you are doing. So you are not trying really hard to some problems, and that makes this mental blockages go out and then the solution can just come to you yeah because you create a space right in your mind you stop obsessing about it like how do i solve this or like or i can't do that you focus on something else that kind of gives you a new perspective you are also you are working also with your right hemisphere of brain and also with the left hemisphere and you are strengthening the connection between them and especially when people are leaders they need to be really creative and find the new solutions. So making music actually helps to develop this skill. Yes, especially in this world where we always talk about innovation and breaking through and redefining the status quo. So yes, thinking of music as a great avenue to help you build that muscle. So um, you've been extremely successful in, in the music field. And as we said at the, at the beginning, right, you had your debut and a Carnegie Hall in New York. What was your journey to uh, become a professional musician? My start of musical journey wasn't actually so obvious. I didn't have perfect beat. My parents aren't musicians. As a kid, I was doing many things. I was swimming, painting, riding the horse, dancing in ballet, learning French, English, and playing the piano. Each day, actually, after the school and even before starting the school I had some extra classes. When I was eight I won my first piano competition in Paris and from that point piano playing started to be more demanding and I needed to resign from other activities. I actually never decided that I want to be a professional musician. It happened quite naturally. I remember one situation from my childhood when I was around seven. I was listening to Chopin's composition. I was really in eighth. And I said to myself, I want to create these miracles. Hmm. The journey uh, teach me, yeah, of course, self-discipline. I was going to school and after the classes, had the piano lessons and uh, the music theory lessons. As we said, there were also piano competitions, winning the competitions and losing them as well. Sometimes during a year, there were free competitions. And at a very young age, I learned to keep going no matter what happens. When I was 16, I advanced through the recording round to one of the biggest competitions for pianists. It is International Chopin Piano Competition in Warsaw as a youngest participant. The age limit was 30. That was really special event for me. And even though I didn't advance to next rounds, I was 
deeply happy to perform at this event. This situation didn't stop me and I took part and won different competitions. And as you've mentioned, I was able to play at the Carnegie Chamber Hall. And the music became and still is my lifestyle. I love it. Music as a lifestyle. I'm so you know excited to hear how you have built your resilience through the trials and challenges, through like winning and losing, and how you kept persevering and going on, which has led you where you're at today. So what are some of your personal goals as a, as a musician or what is kind of the, the gift that you'd like to give to the world? What is important for me is always the desire to live to my fullest potential and to experience life to the fullest. I really want that people who listen to music and come to the concerts, that they discover that all the emotions are produced in themselves, that this joy, this triumph, all these powerful energies are just within them. And I am there just to spark what's already there. And people are capable fully of producing these energies in their lives and the control panel is inside of them and they can learn how to use it. Yes, that is truly empowering, knowing that the control panel is within us and that uh, we can really do anything that we set our minds to, right? If we if we don't mm-hmm. talk ourselves out of things and we, we continue to show up, we continue to persevere. Is there somebody you personally look up to who has inspired you in the music field? You spoke about Chopin and there might have been others, but is there a role model you personally look up to? Oh, there are so many people who inspire me. Musicians, painters, ballet dancers, athletes as well. I would like to mention two people. First is Beethoven. I am deeply inspired by his tremendous compositions, his creativity, intellect, but also by who he was. Ludwig van Beethoven began losing his hearing in his mid-twenties, and when he was 44, he was almost completely deaf. That didn't stop him from composing the Titanic works as, for example, popular Ninth Symphony. There is a quote which shows his intense power. I will read it. I shall seize fate by the throat. It shall certainly never wholly overcome me. When I read it for the first time when I was a teenager, it touched me really deeply and I realized that the same power is actually within me. Another person from a different field is Kobe Bryant. There are so many lessons that I learned from him. I discovered the element of his preparation that I implemented in my musical practice. It is watching and analyzing the play of others and creating my new tools by copying the masters. Other lessons are healthy obsession, attention to detail, putting the pressure on yourself and using it as a fuel. Very important lesson, as I've said already, is getting over yourself. (laughs) When I started living by this, I was able to take more risks and really take each mistake as a valuable lesson. Move on. It's truly freeing when you start learning not to pay attention what others are thinking about you and just focus 
your whole attention or your goal. Absolutely. These are some amazing pointers and lessons. Um, would you mind reading the Beethoven's quote one more time? I want to make sure that we let this sink in and maybe talk about this some more. I shall seize fate by the throat. It shall certainly never wholly overcome me. Yes. Let's keep that in mind. When, when we're going after our challenges, we can seize our fate. I'll put that in the show notes so that we can uh, uh, refer to that afterwards. It's very powerful. So, Carolina, is there something that you'd like to mention that we haven't spoken about that you'd like to share um, with our listeners today? I would like to share the importance of clarity when you want to achieve something in your life. So, for me, in my preparation, it's really important, firstly, to know where I go and to know exactly where I want to go. When I say exactly, I really mean it. So by visualizing the concert day, by knowing how I want to feel, how I want to think, how the music sounds, how I breathe, how my body feels, the more precise my goal in my mind is, the less chances are that I miss it. And another thing that I want to share, which helped me in challenging times, and which helped me to gain clarity is asking myself a question, do I want to fully experience life or resist it or think about it? Mm, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And if I want to fully experience it, the gateway is full responsibility. Being responsible for who and what I am right now. And just from this point, I can plan who I want to be in the next moment. If I don't take this responsibility for who I am now, then I lost the opportunity to create the future. Responsibility is a possibility. I love that. Responsibility is possibility. Wow, that's a really good equation. Because if you're taking full responsibility and ownership for who you are, for your actions, you're creating future, you're creating new possibilities for yourself. Fantastic. Exactly. And also, I really like how in detail you described exactly how you're preparing for your concerts or how you visualize your goal, what you want to create, right? You focus on the small, tiny details to make sure that you can see the picture very clearly, right? With the tiniest details, which I think is something we, we don't often do. Like we maybe like imagine ourselves, but we, yeah, I don't, I don't think, let's say even myself, right? I think that I could probably even spend more time visualizing a little bit more and getting even clearer on the image ahead of me um, and getting clear on the emotions, on the details that you described. What helped me to understand this, that if my goal is more clear, then it is less possible that I make mistake. It's a book to golf. It's not a game of perfect. Mm -hmm. That's shown me that having this clear target actually helps to prevent the distracting thoughts. Whenever the doubts are coming, you come back to your goal and you drive your mind and body, not the other way around. Yes, I love that. So I have just a few more questions for you. This is a question I ask all of my guests. What does being a warrior mean to you? For me, a warrior is a person who sacrifices everything he has, his energy, focus, time, his whole life, for something what he believes in. 
his goal, vision, mission is more important than he is. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. So mm-hmm. if people want to um, learn more about you or listen to your music, uh, where can they go? You can find me on Facebook just by typing my uh, name, Carolina, T-O-M-A-S-C-T-E-W-S-K-A, or Instagram. Um, I think you will attach this information yes, Daniela, yes, in the description of, of the podcast, right? I have also a YouTube channel. Also, you can write just Carolina Tomaszewska Piano and you will find some recordings. Amazing. This has been such a wonderful conversation. I really enjoyed it. I definitely find myself in a more peaceful state or even <laughs> a relaxed peace of state. And I thank you for sharing your gift with us. You mentioned that uh, you've been actually preparing for another competition recently, and you've actually uh, been kind enough to agree to play Haydn Sonata C major uh, for us. Can you tell us a little bit more about this music and what emotions this uh, stirs up in you? Yes, of course. This is the first movement of the piano sonata composed by uh, Joseph Hein. Um, it comes from the classical era, and Hein was living in 18th century. It was the Austrian composer. This piece is so joyful, so full of jokes, actually. The music has a lot of bright colors, is really joyful. What is also funny in this music is that the emotions are changing really quickly. This is also a challenge for a pianist to switch quickly, not just your emotional state, but also the amount of tension that you use to play a certain known position of hand, the speed, the dynamic. These are our challenges and great opportunities. We'll now play Josef um, Haydn Sonata C major, first movement uh, that we talked about earlier, and hope you'll enjoy it as much as I did. Carolina, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Daniela, so much for having me. And I would like also to thank you for creating this podcast as well, for taking this responsibility to create a source of knowledge for people who want to use their free will and live the life on their own terms. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. I really appreciate that. Well, um, thank you again. I hope that uh, we can make the world better by sharing the gift of music. And um, I was just thinking about your students. They are very lucky to have you. So thank you for being (laughs) such a great teacher that you are. Thank you so much, Daniela. All right. Thank you. And now enjoy the Haydn Sonata C.
Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you for spending some time with me and most of all, for investing time in yourself. If you found value in this podcast, share it with your friends and family and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to our episodes. This will greatly help us spread the word and help others find it more easily. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Denny Timras. Shoot me a note and let me know what you thought of today's conversation. I always welcome any feedback or questions. Remember, now that you're here, you're part of a tribe. In this tribe, we care for each other. We lift each other up as well as share the raw, honest, unpolished truth that we often need to hear. So before you go, think about the next best action you can take to get you on your path to success. Don't wait for tomorrow. Make a commitment and do it now. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, have a great day.